0: shall
1: make you free. He shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 21st, 2011. And today, the study is primarily going to be devoted to, I guess you'd call it the subject of disclosure. And I realized I kind of did a similar study. It really wasn't... We're going to be covering some different topics regarding the whole subject of alien disclosure and um, UFOs and things of this nature, but we're going to be covering some subjects today that I've never covered before, and uh, some of this information that I'll be getting into I've really known about for a long time,
0: and I've been waiting a
1: long time to actually get into it. It just didn't feel really like the time was right. But we are literally being bombarded. And I don't have cable television. I can just tell you what I see up on the internet. Absolutely, totally inundated, bombarded in the media regarding the subject of aliens, the subject of disclosure, meaning when the governments come forth and, you know, uh, come, supposedly come clean regarding their relationships that they have had with extraterrestrial visitors. Uh, we got into that subject uh, uh, very much in depth in a, in a teaching that I did um, regarding the Grenada Treaty. And if you go up to the uh, contendingfortruth.com website and key in Grenada, and uh, it'll also come up if you do UFOs or aliens or anything like that, uh, it's, we've got a pretty good searchable database now, um, my webmaster. Uh, Dan went up there and tweaked the search engine, so now they, uh, the searches are coming much better as far as if you do a keyword search on a given subject. And even if it comes up as a current event study, click on that and look in the table of contents, and it will actually highlight the word you're searching for you can, so you can see what actual topic we covered on a given basis. And as We, we always try to also put the PDFs up um, for every study. The, the only ones that really don't have PDFs are some of my real earlier studies that I did um, where I think I had everything in one study and sometimes it wasn't practical to use a PDF. I just hadn't got around to it at the time. But that's a good way to go back. And this Grenada Treaty uh, study that we actually did, which was actually a study in regard to how our government has been working with these supposed extraterrestrials, all the way back into the 40s. And it's not my research, it's just research that's been widely available. Just so it was a matter of kind of putting it together. So, that's a kind of an important one. And today we're going to be covering some subjects regarding that topic that, again, I've wanted to cover for a long time. Just really didn't feel the time was right yet. Oh, also, before we get started, um, we've got a, a listener put together a, a track... Uh, Salvation track, and uh, it's up on my website now. If you go to the website at contendingfortruth.com, scroll down on the right-hand side, and uh, you will see it's probably, I think it's, I think it's about the best track I've ever seen. Um, I guess you could say I'm biased. He was the one that really put it together. I helped him tweak it a little bit, but uh, it's very, it's a really nice quality track, and if you want to order it, and I'm actually scanning there right now. It's called "18 Future Events Guaranteed to Come to Pass," and um, it's very professionally done, laid out. Um, everything's referenced with the Bible, King James Bible, uh, and it gets into a lot of these issues, like even UFOs, like you know the end time scenario stuff, earthquakes, and divers places, plagues, pestilences. And it gives you all, and it's not one of these tracks like, it's a track I think that would grab a lot more people's attention than just maybe possibly a salvation track. One of the things that you can do, and I really think it's the main reason that I'm in ministry to a certain extent, or the specific niche ministry that I'm in, regarding a watchman, end times type of things, is you can use it as a witnessing tool which is really what it's all about i mean to warn people ultimately to lead them to the lord jesus christ so that they get saved so that they don't they don't spend eternity in hell that's the real reason for this ministry i mean a million years from now that's all it's really going to matter who's in heaven or hell not to say you know you can five hundred thousand, whatever you how know, many years but um that's all that's really going to matter. So that's the reason for this ministry. And this track, I would say, is one of the finest examples of a track where you could actually start getting like the wheels turning in even a Christian's brain to think, you know, you're not going to hear this stuff at Smiley Joe Osteen's. But it's all in the Bible. Or a lot of the other prosperity preachers or, or lukewarm preachers and these types of things. You're just not going to hear this stuff. Not to say all, but most it's unpopular, it's, you know, they don't want to get into these types of topics. Well, the whole track is really just a cavalcade of Bible verses um, regarding a lot of the end time scenarios, and then also uh, a real well done presentation on salvation as well. So it's 18 future events guaranteed to come to pass. You'll see the thing on the side, the right hand side. All you have to do is click on it. You can actually uh, download the track if you wanted to print it out yourself, or You can order it from the company that we ended up contacting, called Fundamental Media. We give their 800 number, their email address, their website, and um, you can buy a thousand tracks for 250 bucks. If you, what we did is we went in together, and we ended up getting 5,000 for 500. So you could get 1,000 for 250. You can get 2,500 tracks for 400, or you can get $5,000 Five thousand for five hundred, which is really the best deal after that the the it, it's not as much of a um you can get ten thousand for nine hundred bucks so it's it it gets better as you go up but that five thousand track price point seems to be where it really makes a big difference if you could go in in on it with some people so um and again i'm not getting anything i'm benefiting from this in any way shape or form as far as monetarily i'm just telling you this um if you would, if you're interested, you know it's it's a I think a really good tool, and even something that you could email the link to somebody. So, I just wanted to let you know on that. Um, again, thank you for those the people that have donated to the ministry, and um, um, we praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. And, and I humbly thank you for your prayers, your your, your donations, and and um, and these things. And again, sometimes I just can't. Um, respond back, like if it's somebody that mails me something and there's no return address or something like that, and, and I can't really, there's not a lot of ways I can respond back to them, but, um, and all the other people too, as well, that, that I even do respond back to, I just want to thank you all, and I don't think I do that enough, but anyway, let's go ahead and uh, let's get into this teaching, I think this will be very interesting for most people, um, and again, it's not really rehashing a lot that we've already got into. I know I've, I've kind of broached this subject so many different angles, but there are so many different angles. There's so many different angles to this deception that's coming. And as the weeks go by, it's literally days now. I mean, today, a great example. I already had this teaching done yesterday. And then, just from when I checked my emails from this morning... I had to put another hour and a half into this newsletter, at least an hour and a half, just to add more stuff in, tweak it a little bit more, update it. I mean, the, the information is just flooding in to the point where I really can't keep up with it anymore. It's, it's a matter of being able to try to focus on some given topics. So let's just start out with some Bible verses, which kind of relate to the subject. This the subject of the end times and the subject of... Um, not being destroyed for lack of knowledge. 1 Chronicles 12.32 says, And the children of Ishakar were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred, and all the brethren were at their commandment. So, the children of Ishakar are being commended because they were men that had an understanding of the times. Obviously, men or women in this particular context to know what Israel ought to do. see they understood the times that they were living in which gave them direction in what they ought to do. Now obviously we want to we want to go with the Bible with the Holy Word of God as our our foundational bedrock upon which we make our decisions and then comparing end time current events with the Word of God, then we can actually get confirmation. But unfortunately, like I said, in kind of today's day and age, I don't think that's happening a whole lot. It's it's this fluffy, bunny, you know, God is just the big guy in the sky type of religion. That's what they say, not me. And they're not really being taught from the ministers out there to go into the Word of God, compare what the pastor's saying with the Word of God, compare... The word of God with what's going on in the end times. Uh, they're not really being taught, for the most part, to do that, and um, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, as the Bible talks about in Hosea four six. The Bible says in Second Thessalonians chapter two, for this and this is regarding the end times that we're living in. We're going into more when the Antichrist is going to be revealed. Um. That for this cause, God, God, shall send them strong delusion. That they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I believe one of the main cruxes of the strong delusion that's coming is this whole subject of disclosure, UFOs, alien invasions. I mean, look at what... Hollywood has invested in this. Not just, I guess, Hollywood per se, but the media in general. Uh, The sci-fi channel, Discovery channel, the history channel, all of the movies, all the books that have come out. I mean, the the New Agers and the channelings, and and, and you could go on. There's no way I'm even listing probably a tenth of it. Of all the different ways and all the things that, that Satan... Has invested in this deception. Now, again, like some of the stuff that I'm getting into today, I've never really got into before, and I think one of the reasons I, I'm also kind of feeling compelled because I asked the Lord what what did He want me to speak about this week? Because I really wasn't sure. I was thinking about picking up that the the teaching that I started on the on the uh, hidden Luciferians in Christian culture, and I've got a lot of material for that. But I just got again re-bombarded trying to catch up my emails in, in with this subject again, and I, I got a heavy conviction that, that I needed to get into this, because the bottom line is, I may not be up here next week. Uh, with the way free speech rights are being taken away, if something were to happen along the lines of disclosure, or let's say some type of false flag event worldwide on our soil, all the tensions in the Middle East, which I'm going to be going over extensively at the end of this teaching, because that relates to this. What's going on in Israel and the Middle East relates to this subject heavily. And I'm going to tie it all in. It's all interconnected and interrelated. Um, If I'm not up next week, and I've never had a chance to warn about this subject that I'm getting in today, I'm going to have a lot of regrets. This is about one of the last things... I'm not going to say it's the last thing, but probably one of the last things that I've kind of been not, I don't want to say holding back, but just wasn't quite the right time for, for a while. And um, again, also, what I get into today, just because I quote a new ager doesn't mean I agree with the new ager. Okay? I'm giving this from the perspective of what they're saying. These are the ones that are going to be the promoters and and and, and uh, from a human standpoint of this deception, a lot of the sources and people that we might quote in this particular study doesn't mean I agree with it. What I'm going to try to do is give you a biblical view of what they're saying and what this means, so you can discern uh, what's really going on. Okay, so next verse, Acts twenty thirty one. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So, for, um, this is a pretty big deal. I mean, warning the congregation, the body of Christ, of, let's say, wolves in sheep's clothing, deceptions that are coming. I mean, you're going to warn about something like evil, typically. Okay, And this is what we do in this particular uh, ministry, pretty much exclusively. 1 Corinthians 16.13 Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Quit means to behave. So, this is what we're going to, this is what we should be doing. This is what we're going to be called to increasingly do as the days and times come. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. Let me see if I can find that verse here. Um, I took that out of the ones that that I had up here in the thing. But the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind, in these types of things. The fear of man bringeth a snare. And the fear of man just doesn't mean the fear of man, but I believe the the fear of man is the opposite of the fear of God. Fear of God is, is what we really need to operate from. Where Jesus Christ said, fear not them that can just kill the body, but fear him that can cast both body and soul into hell. <clears throat> That's the fear of God. Okay. The events that are coming are going to invoke a ton of, let's say, that fear of man. Whether it's UFOs, whether it's whatever. There's a lot on the horizon that Satan is going to preposition, put in place, and implement to make you get your eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ and fear the situation or fear whatever he might put in front of you. But remember, the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare, a snare is a trap. So a lot of the, what this this fear that's coming and this fear that's being instilled by the modern day media, Hollywood, and all this other stuff, it's designed to get you herded in the direction that the trap is being set. It's the Broadway as well. You know, they want to ensnare you in a trap. They want Christians to be totally ignorant of this type of information. Satan does. Because then when it all goes down, and I'm not claiming to know exactly how it's all going to do- go down, I can give you an estimation. I've given you many estimations in numerous other studies. I've never said, though, that I know exactly how it's going to go down and when it's going to go down and how it's all going to exactly play out. But I think I can give you a fairly decent idea because the Bible talks about in a multitude of counselors there is wisdom. I've been looking at this for a long time, for years and years and years and years, or probably over over fifteen years, I would say. Because you know, been to a lot. You know, there are a lot of websites, uh, Christian websites, that get into this types of subjects, and then researching it over the years. And I think overall we've got a pretty good picture about how things may play out. And I'm trying to equip you. Um, for that eventuality, so let's go further here. So again, watch—watch watch ye stand fast. When we're supposed to watch, which is what we're we're doing here, not to be consumed, but to watch. Okay, stand fast in the faith. The Bible says, "Above all, taking up the shield of faith." Wherewith you be, you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. When it talks about the full armor of God, wherefore, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to meet that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Having done all to stand. So I mean, this is something that we need to be doing every day: is putting on the full armor of God, putting on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the source of all that we're talking about, pretty much, in almost every teaching. Because we're battling not against flesh and blood. And that's the thing that we never want to get our eyes off that fact. It's just not the person or an event or whatever. We're battling literally against Satan and his minions. And working through various things in the world. That's how they're working through them. So this is where our actual battle lies. 1 Thessalonians five six says, let us, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So, I would say anybody, 99% of the people that will call themselves Christians, okay, I believe most of them are deluded, they're not really born again saved, but let's say all the people that call themselves Christians, and that would be Catholics too. They are asleep. It says, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Again, we're supposed to be watching. 2 Timothy four five. But watch thou in all things. Again, saying you need to watch in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, make full proof of thy ministry. Luke 21.8, And he, meaning Jesus, said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. There's going to be all kinds of people claiming to be Christ. Cleaning all kind of outrageous stuff. I mean, I cannot tell you over the over the last so many years how many people said that they were one of the two witnesses in Revelation. Or they were the reincarnation of Elijah. Or what? I mean, man, i tell you. Unbelievable. Unbe- uh, one guy um, who's emailed me over and over says he is the restrainer. The restrainer that's talked about in in uh, Second Thessalonians chapter two, where it says, "He who now letteth will let, and he'll until he be taken out of the way," meaning this force, this uh, godly force. I, it's, if it's the Holy Spirit, if it's it doesn't really say exactly who the restrainer is, but this guy is. That's how he signs his uh, correspondence, in part. And he's also, I think, the reincarnation of Elijah. Or, or he is Elijah. thinking, <laughs> oh my word, I mean the arrogance, <laughs> the pride of so many people that think, and, and there's so much delusion. And they think because they hear some voice in their head that it's of God. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten emails or letters from people like that. And they're going to straighten me out. I'm not saying I don't need straightening. I'm not saying I'm perfect. If I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. i will be the first to admit it. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, I am nothing. Nothing. I don't really want to be anything apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be um, like the whole lie from Satan in the Garden of Eden. You shall be his God. I don't want to be a God. I'd mess everything up. If I was a God, I don't know how God has the patience to endure what he endures on this earth. But I know his patience is fastly approaching, um, coming to an end, I believe, in judgment. And I'm not saying that God's not going to protect his remnant, but that's why the Bible says, Pray that ye be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth, and to stand before the Son of Man. And if the days hadn't been shortened, they were, no flesh would be even spared regarding the end times that we're moving into. So, it's going to be pretty rough. It's going to most likely be the most roughest patch, the <laughs> roughest time of history ever. So, this is what I'm trying to prepare people for, to a certain extent. I'm not a pastor, I never claimed to be one. Um, so, I'm not saying that this takes the place of a church, or um, anything like that. But, regarding my the niche that I've got, I'm trying to prepare the people for a lot of the end time deceptions that are coming and are here. Going further, Second Corinthians four four says, "In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not." Now this is the crux of why so many people are so ignorant, blind to things of of the Word of God and of some of the subjects that we get into. The God of this world has blinded their minds. <clears throat> Which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. He doesn't want people to get saved. So he's he's blinded them. And if you know somebody that's blinded, the best thing a lot of times, you know, people try to go and, and just you know, force in an aggressive way, witness to them. Now I'm not saying if that's what God told you to do, don't do it, but I think a lot of times you've got to pray and fast. Uh, there's the Bible verse that talks about this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting, and that's one of the verses they remove in the modern day versions, like the NIV and those types of things. They totally remove that verse. What's, a de- what's What was Jesus talking about? He's was talking about a particular type of demon or devil that could not be cast out or dealt with unless you prayed and fasted. So without that verse, you wouldn't know that some devils and I would say they were of probably a higher order, could only be removed, but by prayer and fasting. Now, why would I say that? Well, because the prince of the world that's blinded that person's mind, or their their eyes, well, what's causing the blinding? Is, is, Is it just, you know, it's a demon, or a devil of some sort, that's causing it. I mean, you get into a conversation with somebody like a Catholic, for instance, they could be the nicest person appearance wise in in very very sweet you start questioning their cult now I'm not saying Catholics only I'm just saying they're a great example and you will see their countenance change many many times I've seen it happen many many times and even some of these are like people like that aren't even Catholics anymore that you would call them jaded Catholics You bring up, you start questioning their religion though, their idolatrous religion. And you will see that those demons, many times from childhood when they were, or maybe sometimes generational, they're still there. They haven't gone anywhere. And you will see a change in their countenance and a shift. And you many times will see uh, a level of nastiness from that person that you never thought they were capable of. What's doing it? Demons and devils? So, that's why that verse is there. Anyway, let's go further here. Uh, Let's get into the study. Sorry, I I talked a lot there at the beginning. Uh, Quotable quotes. This is from um, Cutting Edge. He had these quotes up there. And in the the picture here is this, I don't know, Nordic-type alien doing the Vulcan mind melt with some woman. Um, and it, it kind of, it, it's kind of a uh, dramatization of these quotes we're going to read. This is from Bill Lambert of the New England director of the House of Theosophy, which is you know essentially Luciferianism. Anna Blavatsky started Theosophy in the 18, late 1800s, and she was the forerunner, I mean, to Alice Bailey and to Benjamin Krem and leading into Maitreya, and a lot of the New Age, heavy, heavy heavy-duty, high-level, New Age, zeitgeist, coming utopia, is based on theosophy. Well, this guy was the director of the House of Theosophy. He said this at a seminar in August 18, 1991, at a seminar that um, uh, David Bay the director of Cutting Edge, had kind of been smuggled into. And he said, quote, UFOs and aliens, this was 1991, UFOs and aliens are part of the New World Order. They are benevolent beings which will aid mankind in attaining the goal of becoming one humanity. You, You have to understand, they want to actually merge their DNA with ours. That's a very, very common theme. This is why you have all these alien abduction scenarios and all these women turn in up pregnant, and then the baby's gone. And it's like, well, what's that all about? Well, I mean, 2 to 3% of the population, and you're telling me they're all nuts? Millions and millions and millions of people, and they're all crazy? Well, yeah, that's how many people claim to have been abducted. And if they're a woman in childbearing age, many times they turn up pregnant. And the baby's gone all of a sudden after they get re-abducted. They want to become literally one with humanity. They want to corrupt the seed of mankind. The Bible says in Daniel, they, meaning some outside race, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. Cleave means to aptly fit. I, I don't think it's a match made in hell, in other words. It's not something that, you know, when the angels fell and procreated with women. Regarding Genesis 6, that was not something God ever wanted. That was their own choice. He still gave them free will. What was the result of that? Well, the Nephilim, the fallen ones, not fallen angels, but the offspring of the fallen angels and the women. A lot of people say, no, the Nephilim are the fallen angels. No, they're not. They're the byproduct of the fallen angels. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives, all that they chose. And the result of that is in those days were giants. Giants were in the land. The women bore them, the giants, which is translated from the Hebrew word nephilim, which means fallen ones. They were a genetic byproduct. Well, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, what were they doing? What was the main, if you could take a news crew back to Noah's day, what was the main story they would report on? Obviously it would be, you know, the whole world had been taken over by a race of fallen angels who procreated with women and bore them giants, so much so that God had to destroy the whole world, save eight people. It's a pretty big news story. You know, who knows how many millions of people were on the earth at that time. Why? Because the seed had been corrupted, and they're trying So many different ways to corrupt the seed of mankind now, which is all part of that exact agenda that took place in Genesis 6, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. That's what we're on the cusp of, the return of Jesus Christ, and we should be looking for that, we should be expecting it to happen. Is it grievous to see? I mean, all this transhumanism garbage and all this cloning, and how they're they're creating these genetically modified um, seeds. How they're corrupting God's creation in every way, shape, and form. It is a grievous time and world to live in as a Christian who has eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. And a heart to receive. It's a very grievous time. I think I've kind of become I don't want to say hardened but' I'm, I'm immersed in this constantly I'm immersed in it I mean that's been my life for a long time and and after a while you know you, I think God gives you an ability to deal with it and and to uh, cope with it but it's not it's never not grievous and it should make you righteous indignant. You know, be angry and sin not. Righteous indignation is an attribute of God, <clears throat> and I think what that what you need to do is channel that righteous indignation into prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fervent prayer on your knees, on your face before God. I find that's the most effective type of of prayer, and and the Bible, you know. Talks about if if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I don't think collectively that's going to happen though. I think in pockets of remnant Christians, it's it's happening, but it's it's not going to be enough to stave off judgment on America in particular. There's just too much unrepentant wickedness, and there's too many people calling themselves Christians that are absolutely 100% glorying in their shame like they were in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 near the beginning of that chapter. They're glorying in their shame. So, so let me let me read this again UFOs and aliens are part of the new world order they are benevolent beings meaning they're kind and and nice and happy they're benevolent beings remember e t you know he was nice he ate Reese's Pieces. you know he was a great guy he, he had a kind of a pot belly he needed to work on that he needed to get one of those absizers or you know one of those ab things I, I would think he needed to work on that anyway um anyway they are benevolent beings. Which will aid mankind in attaining the goal of becoming one humanity. They will appear at the proper time to enable mankind to make the quantum leap of collective consciousness. Now this is when we go from, as the New Agers would talk it, from the age of Pisces, which supposedly was dominated by Jesus, into the age of Aquarius. Remember the song, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius? They're going to be able to make this leap into that golden age, the age of Aquarius, where the Antichrist and the false prophet will come. And um, that's what these, these aliens are going to help us do. So they will enable mankind to make the quantum leap of collective consciousness, like that hive mind mentality, collective consciousness, when the Christ appears. See they're they're expecting their new age Christ. Most of the sources I see say it's this devil called Maitreya who claims to be the fifth Buddha, Krishna, Jesus Christ, the Imam Mahdi, which is the one the Muslims are waiting for. He's everything rolled up into one package. He is the total package. So, not to say that it's got to be him, and I'm saying he's got to be the Antichrist. I I don't think, I'm I'm not going to get that dogmatic, but I think he's going to play a big part in the end time coming delusion, him and the ascended masters. And we're going to talk more about that today. Romans one twenty one, which applies to a lot of the quotes and things we'll be hearing today says because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful that's one of the main things you'll see about people that turn their back on God is they become unthankful do you ever see a lesbian or, or a gay guy or a transvestite or do did, did they seem like really thankful people Do do you ever, they're just overjoying, uh, overjoyed to God that they're so thankful that, you know, about life and the way they were created. No, they don't seem to be thankful. All they ever seem to really want is more, more, more. They want more acceptance of their disgusting, despicable lifestyle. People that are immersed in evil tend to not be thankful. They just want to do more evil. So, being thankful to God is also a form of humility, I think. I mean, let's face it, if you're truly thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ, to Father God, it's a form of humility. And humility is incredibly important of in having a right relationship with God, period. I mean, what's the opposite of humility? Pride. Well, God detests pride. What's the opposite of pride? Humility. Humility is where it's at. You know, to consider the pit from whence you're dug, where the Bible kind of talks about that, to understand, you know, that relationship, to understand what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you, and what he's delivered you from, that's a humbling thought. But see, it says, but they became... Vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Well the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9 Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Which is a really big common theme, you see. People go around professing... I was watching this video clip that so I'm going to be playing here soon, that the uh, Discovery Channel... I believe it's the Discovery Channel, just released on this thing uh, entitled, uh, let me see here, Alien Invasion, Are We Ready? on the Discovery Channel. You know, they've been, I've been seeing these, just being up on the internet, I've been seeing these commercials. It looks like it's a top, top, top notch, just one of the multitude of preparatory things Satan is doing to get people ready for what's coming. Alien invasion, are we ready? And they were interviewing all these scientists, and oh, you know, they're just so smart, you know. This one astrophysic- astrophysicist from NASA, and then blah blah from MIT, and this garbage. And you know, these people, the pride and the arrogance just oozing out of them. And they're so smart, and they're this foremost authority. They know nothing about, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We're not supposed to think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Take heed lest you fall. Humility and fear of God will take care of that. Trust me. So if you don't feel like, well, I don't really feel like I've got a lot of humility or really fear of God, pray for it then. That's what I did. But I've heard preachers say, no, whatever you do, don't ever pray for, for humility because God will take you through it. Well, then that's what you need. If you've, if you've gone through a dark, dark, dark valley and been humbled on your face and, and as a little child, maybe that's what God had to do with you. Is that a good or a bad thing? Obviously, it's a really good thing. Is it fun to go through? No. But the Lord's grace is sufficient. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Philippians 4.13 So, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it's very important. Humility and fear of God. One of the first things the Lord ever showed me after I became a Christian. Not to say that I have it all nailed down and I'm Mr. Perfect, because I'm not. i be the first to admit that. Okay, let's go further. Next quote from Bill Cooper of Behold a Pale Horse. And he He died literally, for getting the information he put out. Um, not saying I absolutely, totally agree with every single thing he ever said, but there was some, a lot you could glean from Bill Cooper. This is on Behold the Pale Horse, page 177. He says, The new world order planners have plans to bring about things like earthquakes, war. Isn't that what the Bible says in Matthew 24? Jesus said, you know, Wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, plagues, pestilences. That's also That also goes along with a lot of the other deceptions that we're going to talk about today. It's hand in hand. So let me start over. New World Order planers have plans to bring about things like earthquakes, war, the Messiah. The Messiah? Again, yes, we see this thing about this constant reoccurring theme within New Agers that they're expecting their Christ, their Messiah. Most likely, it's going to be the Antichrist, the coming-awaited one. And all of this garbage that we're seeing in the media, that a lot of it we're going over today, is greasing the skids so that that happens as smoothly as possible. They also apply for an extraterrestrial landing and an economic collapse. Now, the economic collapse, I think we're, we're seeing, you know, what's going on right now. It's not like overnight, or at least it hasn't been up to this point. But it's happening, and as that happens, as that continues to happen more and more and more, what it's going to do is create more of a desperate situation in the lives of people, and they are going to be more and more open to an coming to an awaited savior that can take make all the pain go away, and that they can back get back to you know, life as usual or whatever, and it won't be life as usual, but that's what that's why it's all going to happen near the same time for maximum impact maximum traumatization the whole illuminati motto the 33rd degree freemason ordo ab cow, which it means order out of chaos they're going to bring this order out of chaos and we're just really on the cusp of the chaos i i, I truly believe, it's going to get way worse. And again, that's why I never really know when, which week will be my last as far as the broadcast goes. Because when this stuff starts to go down, most likely they're going to take the internet down. And I think that's one of the, the first things they may do. They're going to have to control all information at some point. The big Brother does. So it's, it's why it's important to get educated about this now because you may not have another week. And I've encouraged people, you know, you can go up there and, and, uh, you know, download the MP3s from individual teachings and uh, have them on your computer. And I would also say that with all of the stuff I've seen about EMP attacks, and there's a video I'm going to play here pretty soon, you may want to really seriously try to invest in having... Your most crucial electronics EMP uh, safe uh, protected, and um, one of the easiest ways you can do it. And I understand you can't keep your computer in there, but you can go and buy one of these uh, like these steel uh, top trash cans with a top on it that that kind of presses down and seals. And and I saw a thing the other day on the internet. And the guy was was showing that this thing was totally EMP proof. And you don't even have to ground it. And it's kind of like the can that Oscar the Grouch lived in. Remember? From Sesame Street. Um, except it, I got mine at, uh, oh man, Tractor Supply. The other day I was in there. I think it was like 12 or $13 or something like that. It was pretty big. Now, I found that when I got a ton of my electronics in there, there's no way I'm going to get the my uh I got like between Taylor and me, I think we got uh, a couple laptops. I got one, but it's mega on its last legs. And um understandably you're not gonna know when an EMP attack happens. But if you're backing up your data on an external hard drive, what I've done is I've actually wrapped an external hard drive in copper tape. You can buy it online, it's copper. And, and you can literally wrap that thing. It looks like a Willy Wonka chocolate bar. Like, you remember Willy Wonka? And, and then they, they everybody was trying to get the magic ticket, remember? And uh, it had like that gold wrapper. Well, that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like a nice chocolate bar. Anyway, but um, I took like a 250 gigabyte hard drive and wrapped it in this um, uh, copper tape. or Double wrapped it. And copper is one of the best ways to um, to prevent an EMP attack from affecting your data. I keep that in this trash can, though, when I'm not backing up my hard drive. Okay, so, anyway, let's get back to this last quote from Bill Cooper here. Uh, New World Orders have plans to bring about things like earthquakes, war the Messiah, an extraterrestrial landing, and an economic collapse. They might bring about all of these things just to make sure... It does work. The Illuminati has all bases basically covered. End of quote. Well, isn't that what we're seeing now? All this talk on TV. I mean, we're seeing the economic collapse right before our eyes. Earthquakes. Like, crazy. I mean, if you just go up on Dutch Senses channel. Now, I'm not recommending Dutch Senses. I know he... he I, I had a, my listener, Susan. She got into it with him. Um, he's not a Christian. Okay? And I'm not endorsing... His spirituality in any way, shape, or form. And she exposed him pretty good from that standpoint. But as far as his research goes, it's pretty amazing. The Just the documentation of these scalier uh, circles, and uh, or harp rings, and scalier squares, they're called, and all this stuff that the government is doing in regard to manipulating the weather. I mean, it's amazing. Now, those are things we can pray against. Whereas... Dutch sense and the guys that are, you know, he always says hang in there at the end. And I'm thinking, you know, Dutch, what do you mean hang in there? What are you going to hang in there for, ultimately to go to hell and burn forever? Because that's where they're on their way to. Hang in there. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we can buy us some more time and we can get... A... Yeah, but if you end up going to hell, what does it matter? So, I mean, you know, we need to pray for Dutch. He's got some great research. I I don't, you know, he, man, he does a lot of research, but... The, uh, I guess he's getting death threats, and I guess they just shot his best friend or something with an AK-47 like two or three times, and he's had to move his relocate himself and these types of things. Um, but I mean, just from that standpoint alone, all of the things that they're doing to manipulate weather and to bring about, I believe, a lot of these earthquakes. Now, a lot of the earthquakes are probably God's judgment. But they have the ability to create, and they've had that ability since, I believe, at least the 60s, from the quotes I've seen. And these are from congressional types of hearings, where they've, they've flat out admitted they have the power to create earthquakes, set off volcanoes, hurricanes, the whole nine yards. If you go up to the um, internet and Ken uh, avion flew Scott Johnson... You'll see you, you, you might I, I don't know if anybody's put my teaching from the prophecy club up there, but that one has it in the ones I actually personally put up just on a PowerPoint. I get in all those quotes that they admit to. Where they have that they've had that ability since, I believe, again, the sixties. But you, you would say that to somebody now and they just think you're crazy. And it's like, well the government's already totally admitted it. And then this quote ends by saying they might bring about all these things just to make sure this work, the Illuminati has all bases covered. So, they've got all bases covered <laughs> from their standpoint. Now, they're not fooling God in any way, shape, or form. Revelation thirteen eleven through 14 says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. Okay, so the false prophet is going to point everybody to the first beast, in other words. Whose deadly wound was healed. Okay, when the Antichrist gets the deadly wound and then he's actually healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire to come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. The false prophet. Now, the Antichrist is also going to have power to do great wonders as well. What is the source of these powers? Witchcraft, which is the coming essence of the coming one world religion. And I've done multiple studies on that. Just key in witchcraft in the search box on contendingfortruth.com if you, don't, if you want to know more about that. He doeth great wonders. Okay, And then it goes on to say in verse 14, And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by... How did he do it? By the means of those miracles... Which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. That's the primary way that people are going to be deceived and, to a certain extent, coerced out of fear into going along with the Antichrist and the false prophet and the New World Order satanic agenda. Some of it is going to be shock and awe, lying signs and wonders. Wow, look at that. You know, some people are just going to like, and then. But there's also going to be this undercurrent of fear like how could I possibly fight against this? I mean miracles and signs and wonders that you can't even comprehend And people are gonna be like, well a lot of Christians are going to be like, well, I've never seen God do anything like that so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fall in line with this because I, I'm not giving up my life. Well you are you're forfeiting your life if you follow them. And take the mark of the beast. You're forfeiting your life. The, Jesus said, but they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. It doesn't say they that quit on God, that profess Christ, and then quit on God. Why? Well, it's proving. I mean, you're, by their fruits you shall know them. I'm not saying that you never stumble or fall. You know, if we say we have no sin, we lie. And, and the truth of God is not in us. I mean, not to say we should go around sinning, but... the bible even talks about the righteous man falling. but he, but the the, the the point is is that you get up and you continue in the faith okay and and you keep on keeping on i'm not saying we are earning us our way to heaven either i'm not saying i'm not talking about works based salvation but there is fruit you know you can you can show someone your faith by your works but if you think your works are what is getting you into heaven then you're deluded and deceived. For you say, by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I I think it's important to have that balance there. And if you go up to, if you want to know more about salvation and the things that follow salvation, go up to my website, contendingfortruth.com, click on the tab near the top called True Salvation, and listen to those audios in that order. Because that's a very broad, diverse there's a lot to that subject. And, you know, people ask me, like, you know, what do you believe about this or that? Well, okay, I've explained it all here, but I'm looking at it from a purely biblical standpoint, and I'm going to give you a ton of scriptures to back up what I'm saying. I just can't give a one-sentence answer when it comes to some a lot of these complicated questions. Um, and that and that, those, those series of teachings, I think we covered everything pretty much. Or hopefully. So anyway, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. So, which was through witchcraft and is going to be lying signs and wonders and miracles are going to be the primary means by which the whole world is deceived. That's why, you know, witchcraft um, is a very important subject to know about in the day and times we're moving into. Because it is going to be the essence of the coming one world religion. Witchcraft. And I've done a whole study, probably multiple studies, devoted to that subject. Now, let's go further. This article, this little video, is entitled, Vatican Joins NASA and the Government for the Big Event Soon to be Announced to the World. The Vatican is now preparing us for the big message uh, the government and NASA are planning to announce very soon. This is in anticipation to more disclosure. Whenever you hear the word disclosure, it's they're regarding supposedly alien disclosure. And shocking news soon to be released. So, I'm going to go ahead and roll this now. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll this video here. It's, it's only, uh, I don't even know if it's a couple minutes as far as what we're going to be playing. Uh, but Taylor had a verse that was going through her head as I was talking about that last subject. And it was uh, James 1 verse 12, which said, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Now there's going to be a lot of temptations to believe a lie. This doesn't mean, uh, I mean, yeah, you can be tempted a lot of ways, but you could be tempted to believe a lie. If you've got, let's say you're the only Christian in your family, which is a very common theme for a lot of my listeners and their whole family's almost turn against them now. And a lot of the, their family may be even professing Christians or maybe, let's say, a Catholic or whatever. Well, when this stuff starts to go down, you know how much pressure is going to be exerted upon different... Let's say you're the only one in your family or in your circle of friends that really has a clue about what's coming. And when it starts to go down, the deception is so great. Now remember, it's not just going to be a Like, wow, look, see, look at all this lying signs and wonders. I'm so convinced. But what is behind it? Demons and devils and fallen angels. It's going to be a spiritual spiritual manipulation. There's going to be spirits working behind the scenes that you cannot see that are already going to be prepositioned or already there to blind the person, and they're probably already blind anyway. So this is obviously going to be a point of contention when this stuff starts to go down. There's there's no doubt about it. And I think that's why Jesus Christ said, in part at least, think not that I can't come to bring peace, but a sword. And a man's foes will be they of his own household. Mother against daughter, father against son, this type of thing. Uh, I think we're going to see more of a manifestation of that verse in the days and times to come, but particularly when this deception starts to go down, but... Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Now, we're going to be tried. All they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. It's it's being partakers of Christ's sufferings. Which is what Paul basically talked about as something he desired. To be partakers, the fellowship of his sufferings. Now that's not a popular topic, but it's a reality. It's a reality. I think the more we're willing to embrace that, the the smoother things are going to kind of be from a certain extent. I mean, if we want to fight that, and say, no, no, I'll do everything, but I don't want to suffer for Christ, well, you know... You're not putting yourself in a good position regarding the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, you want to, I'm not saying like you pray for death or anything, but it is something that we want to have a clear understanding of. And let's say when the time comes, you know, His grace is sufficient to get us through anything, anything. Remember, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me, that would come our way. And there's going to be very few people, I think, when this stuff starts to go down, that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be able to use because most people aren't going to have a clue. Even if they name the name of Christ, they're not going to understand a lot of what's going on. And it'll be our responsibility as a Christian to help educate other people. Because, guaranteed, the devil's minions are going to be out doing their educational campaign. And we're going to talk about that. There's a guy that brings that exact subject up later on, that I'm going to actually be quoting from. And he talks about the same thing, about inviting these entities into your homes, and having a chat with them. Maybe some tea and crumpets. I don't know. You know, having a little cotillion with Mr. Alien Boy. Uh, they're not something you want to invite into your home. Put it that way. But anyway, um, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he has tried... We're all going to be tried. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So, praise the Lord. Let's go further here. I'm going to go ahead and roll this video here. And this is from Fox News. Uh, this just was put up on the 16th of this month. Uh, and it's we're looking at Vatican hosts in a conference on the possibility of alien life. So this newscaster is interviewing this uh, black robe devil priest who calls himself Father. And the Bible says, call no man Father, but your Father in Heaven. The Bible also says, only time in the Bible where the word reverend is used is uh, a lady the other day called in one of these talk shows. And, and I don't know who it was in... in he called her by her first name, and she immediately corrected him. She says, no, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. My name's Reverend such and such. It was a woman that, that was saying this. Now, I'm not against women, okay, um, or being prejudiced here. But it was just, whether it was a man or a woman, it was just, the arrogance was just oozing out of this lady. And um, there's only... That word is only used one time in the Bible, and it, and it's in reference to God, and it says, holy and reverend is he. It's not to be used as a human title. Okay. So, anyway, let's go ahead and roll this. Could not talk life and other planets without the classic clip from E.T. right there. Interestingly, the Vatican just finished... So, they had just played the, the classic clip from E.T. where... Uh, the little girl goes in the bedroom and uh, finds E.T., and she screams, and E.T. screams, and the brother screams, and they all have a nice big screaming festival in the bedroom. And, uh, anyway, so now they're going to talk about this Vatican thing.
0: You know, this is the Vatican now, a five-day conference on aliens. Father Jonathan Morris, Fox News contributor, back with us. Father, good morning to you. (laughs) What a great movie that was. (laughs) It was a wonderful movie. Drew Barrymore and off she went. Uh, Did the Vatican find alien life? You know what? It's sensationalistic as that question sounds. It's really not that far off from what we've seen in the news over these last days. The pictures of what... Might have been Pope Benedict standing on the the roof of the Sistine Chapel looking for UFOs. That's that's the type of images that this news conjures up. What is exceptional? What is exceptional is that
1: conjure is a great word to use uh, as conjuring obviously invokes you know you, you get these feelings of you know a witch conjuring up a spirit, and a lot of this truly is demon inspired garbage. And again, the prince of the world blinding the minds of the people that they cannot see. And this is what's being done. They're conjuring these spirits.
0: The Vatican was taking very seriously what science might tell us about the possibility of extraterrestrial intelligent life forms. That's what the conference was about. I can't tell you that the Vatican found any alien life. I don't think that's what they were looking for, but they were taking very seriously the issue. You know the the history, just like we do. I mean, they've come a long way since Galileo, four or five hundred years ago. Well, what do you think it says about the church that it's it's actually looking at this issue? Well, a great question, Bill. Uh, What it says is that although there have been some inglorious moments uh, of, of relationship of faith and science, the Vatican, and not just Catholics, Christians in general. They
1: brought 30 of the best. But what about the inglorious moment of the Catholic Inquisition, where they killed at minimum 50 million people? Most, many, many were true, true, real remnant Bible believing Christians. What about that? You know? I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, wh- why can't we? I mean, you know. But they're not going to bring that up
0: the scientists, the astrobiologists, of the cosmologists, of the astronomers, to tell the philosophers and the theologians what they already know about the possibility of something that could happen. Now, what they're trying to do is get out of the story, get out ahead and say, what if we were to find life outside of this planet? What does that tell us about the, the doctrine of original sin, of Adam and Eve? And their point here is that we have
1: to allow... No, the point is going to be... What does that tell us about... He mentioned a couple of biblical things. The doctrine of original sin and these types of things. We know from the channelings. We know from people that have been abducted. What they've been told. The propaganda that they have been fed. That the main things these supposed alien entities attack... Is Bible believing Christianity and the account of Jesus Christ coming to this earth to pay our sin debt. That is to, to provide a salvation through his finished work on the cross. That is the main things these supposed aliens seem to be unbelievably preoccupied with. And this devil knows that. And what he's trying to do is, is start preparing the good Catholics out there, okay, the, the, who they would think of themselves as good Catholics. You know, they keep the seven sacraments, they do this, they do that. They're nice works-based devil cult religion for the pit of hell. I pray to God their souls be saved, but I mean, they think they're earning their way into heaven, and they're not. They're, he's trying to prepare the masses, all people that would call themselves Christians, whether they're Catholics or not, to understand that when these things come, they are going to give us a contradictory, alternative view ...of the Bible, they're going to not just question it, but say that it's patently false. And that they were our creators, and we just messed things up, and this whole thing with the Bible just got totally messed up over hundreds of years. And that through the ancient astronaut theory, they created, they seeded this planet with humanity. And whether they say we evolved into what we are today or whether they created us like we are, they're going to claim to be our creators, and they're going to claim that because we've messed the planet up so bad, they're the only ones that can come back and straighten it out. Not only the planet, but the economy as well. And we're going to talk more about that uh, coming up here.
0: Science to lead us, and what is their field? Without going into it with ideology, saying we know that God doesn't exist. I think that's a great point. Now you as a Roman Catholic priest... You're open to science, is what you're saying, correct? Without a doubt. Not only uh, open, not, not only open, Bill, but we have to respect science in its own field. How would
1: it. <laughs> not if science contradicts the Word of God. You know, that's that's basically what science does anymore. They, they go out of their way to try to totally discredit the I mean, unless they're an honest scientist. You know, but that's how science is being used mostly. I mean, wasn't supposedly Charles Darwin, wasn't he like, you know a type of, 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 of scientist that went around and studied various life forms and things of this nature and came out with a book, Origin of Species, and you know, all of this. Look where science, from that standpoint, I mean, Darwinism and this whole theory of evolution, that alone has taken countless millions of people to hell because it is diametrically opposed to the word of God. I do not respect science at all if it contradicts the word of God. It doesn't have to contradict the word of God. In fact, it confirms the word of God. It's just that we get a jaded—not uh, a jaded, but a, a, uh, a warped, false view of it from the standard. I mean, Darwinism is a great example of that. You know, it's lies, and it's so asinine. The whole premise that you know the Big Bang happened, and, and we were some rock, and then. Billions of years ago, rain started raining on the rock and out of the primordial ooze emerged a two-cell amoeba that eventually turned into some type of gillfish that slithered onto land and, you know, became a parakeet, you know, and that became a monkey or whatever, and that eventually evolved into man. Oh yeah, that, that happened. That, that, I mean, I'm sold. Where do I sign up, you know? I mean, you got to have a whole lot more faith to believe that garbage than you do that in the fact of the Genesis account that God created the earth and he did it right the first time and he created all the life forms on the earth and he created man in in his image. That's the only thing that could possibly make sense. We're way too intricate of a being to just have happened by chance, out of nowhere, out of randomness. I mean, if you take a Rolex watch, okay, which is far less complicated than a human being, it would be like saying, well, you take a Rolex watch, you you take it apart, and all of its little parts and constituents, this is like what evolution proposes, and you take it and you shake it in a box, how many millions of years are you going to have to shake that box until it finally, 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 by chance, forms that Rolex? Perfectly. How many millions of years is that come? It would never, ever, ever, ever happen. Period. All you're going to do is, is the more you shake it, the more it's going to degrade. Things are going to break more. Things of this nature. So, anyway, let's go further here.
0: Change the church's teaching then. If you consider for a moment, if you determine that there is an extraterrestrial life there. Well, uh, one thing would be fascinating, would be not only extraterrestrial life, but if it were extraterrestrial intelligent life forms, that would definitely make us go back and say, maybe our understanding of perennial truths needs to be updated. Now,
1: so our understandings of perennial truths, and he's already said what that means is biblical truths, they need to be updated. Did you know the Bible needs an update, guys? And gals? That's what uh, old devil boy... I don't want to call him father, because the Bible says call no man father. It needs an update. That is what they're preparing you and the masses for. Because when E.T. makes his big debut and the ascended masters or wherever else this goes down, one of the main things they're going to focus on is letting us know our religion's... Particularly Bible believing Christianity are are false. Need to be they need to be updated. We don't have the full picture. And they're gonna show us the way. They're gonna show us the light. What they're gonna show you to is hell. Satan is the father of lies. Period. Okay? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And this is going to be probably his greatest, the greatest lie he has ever foisted on humanity. Other than maybe what happened in Genesis 6, when his fallen angels did what they did with uh, humanity. This is going to probably be the greatest lie ever foisted on humanity, ever. This is the strong delusion, or the essence, I believe, of the strong delusion. That we're looking at in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. So um, let's go ahead. I'm going to have to end part 1 here. And we're, go- we're going to go to part 2 next. Uh, God bless you.
0: Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. 3rd line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.